Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Clint and Greg. We're going to do something we haven't done for a while, which is a commute. Hello, Clint. We're in the same vehicle now, so we we're going to do a commute. Yes, and we're not at home, even. Yeah. We actually so. used the vehicle to go somewhere. We're on the road. Yeah. Yeah, So okay, so. I mean. Yeah, well, you guys, uh, this is our first commute episode of the year. It's kind of hard for us to do it, yep. I didn't think this was a road. Well, well, well yeah, we're kind of on the road. We're We're cruising. So, we have to eventually go pick up Clint's daughter from school. Yeah. So, eventually we'll get there at some point. But, um, real quick, you guys, before we start talking, Gamers with Coffee does have a booth, a virtual booth at the upcoming GameCon, February uh, 26th, 27th, and 28th. Yep. So, you guys, we're going to put the links up on Facebook when we get more information from the company sponsoring. It's free for you to go. Generally, it's a paid event, but because it's virtual, it's just they opened it up. It's going to be free. Um, That'll be cool. Yeah, I had to pay for our, our space there, Clint. But people coming do not. So yeah, you guys should show up. We're going to have different things on different segments like painting and miniatures and video games. And Clint's got a few things he wants to do. And so we're, yep. we're going to have some variety for you guys. Yeah, it should be fun. And the next thing I'm going to tell you is we do have our own Twitch channel now, so you can follow Gamers with Coffee on Twitch. We appreciate it. I mean, we need as many followers as we can get. And we're going to start off with, I'm going to try later today, Clint, to do a test because we just set it up. So I might do a test broadcast with some Call of Duty or something with a few of the members. But we're going to have Idea. our Sunday at 4 p.m. Central Time. We're going to have our Gamer hangout live you guys can be a part of that will also be broadcast to twitch so it will be on our facebook group page youtube and twitch that's where it's going to go now every sunday you guys can be a part of it because you can either get on the group you could be in the chat you could be live if you want we we got you covered on that and uh so there we go and then clinton i know you were wanting to talk a little bit about cyberpunk right Oh, on top, and a few other things, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. well, let's do that. So you guys, uh, follow us at Twitch TV also, and here we go. We're going to get on with the rest of the commute. So, I mean, you know. Yeah. We're, Clint's laughing, but we rarely get a yep. chance to do the commute. And, so. and Clint even has coffee. Yay. It's a can, but it's coffee. I mean, yeah, it's close enough. And we're going to do a, we've been requested, because we're gamers with coffee people, that what do you guys drink and blow? Yeah. So, um, we'll do. We, we should, because I actually discovered some new coffee, because Bailey's, you know, Bailey's, that nice, beautiful, luscious, alcoholic drink that people enjoy, <gasps> makes their own coffee line. They make their own coffee line? I, I've yep. seen... Um, and it is awesome, from what a little bit of I've experienced so, so is far. So coffee-flavored? Fa- there is. is it? It, there, so there's the, the canned, like what I have now, like the Monster I'm drinking now. There's yeah. their, their coffee. They actually put out ground coffee beans with their... Obviously, they're Bailey's they're included. Okay. So I'm going to order a bag on off Amazon because so far I've only seen it on Amazon. But I want to order a, ba- a bag of grounds or you know ground beans. Um, I don't think they actually do the whole beans. I think you have to buy it ground. But then you've got your Irish cream, you got your salted caramel, you got your standard Bailey flavors. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming everything was just soaked in it and then they grind the bean and there you go. Um, it's no more expensive than any other coffees. So yeah, you may, we might as well. You yeah. might as well try it because that's, I mean, coffee is something that we we function on. it. you uh, got to remember, you guys, coffee is made with water. I've said it a hundred times. When you drink coffee, you are getting water. 
Right, right. I yeah, mean, I justify sure, we'll why go with that. Yep. that way. Yeah. <laughs> there is water in it, true. It is made with water, so you know, you're absolutely getting there's water. There's water in vodka, too, but... Well, <laughs> well, yeah, you're right about that. So, anywho, this but game... Yeah. This GameCon thing, I think, is going to be good, and we um, we will yes. do a podcast on our coffee intake. Yeah, we should definitely do one on the coffee intake. Um, I'm toying with the idea for our convention of doing a group choose your own adventure for like an hour. Choose your own adventure. Uh huh. So anyone who comes to the table, the group consensus decides which direction to go, and we'll just do a simple dungeon crawl, nothing fancy. Not going to have dice, not going to have everyone just kind of picks and chooses where they want to go, picks and chooses what the heroes should use, should use the, the bow. I'm going to cheat and just kind of use um, Gauntlet, so you got a bow, you got a sword, you got, you your know, just, just your standard, and, you know, and it's just kind of a dungeon crawl, and it will do it like a choose your adventure, so you, you turn right. You follow the hallway lit by torches. You move into a small room. The door creaks open, and you see, blah, here's a gelatinous cube. What are you going to do? Players have this. Each person has this, you know, so just something. Yeah, we, so I thought it would be kind of fun to just get a group be consensus. Cool. Yeah. Because I know at least one person is going to say, I want to cast magic missile. Uh, no. No, the magic gelatinous missile. cubes, that's kind of worthless. But Yeah. But, yeah. So... I think I'm going to work on something, and it's going to be very short. It's just, The whole thing is just to kind of get everyone participating and see if they kind of like it. So, Well, the thing with this virtual game con, you guys, is it's I the podcast we had the other day, I brought that up on it. And what it is is we're going to have – we have all day, so yeah. we're going to break it up into blocks so that people can see. Because we can't display everything we do on one camera anyways. No. Like, we're going to have to – because we are going to cover video games, we're going to cover tabletop games and miniature games and card games, and so we're going to cover as many aspects of gaming as we can. Um, but it's it's impossible for us to set everything on yeah. one table. Did they ever give you kind of like a, a schedule of times that they're as open? Of, well, as of the other day, no. I and mean, when we get when we're done, I'll have to okay. check my email tonight. Uh, because I check the email every day, usually in the morning and then in the evening, and I didn't see anything last night. Right. So I haven't had a chance yet, but I've got to get some information from them so that we can pass it on to the group. Yeah, a, a schedule would be good if we could get one together, if we knew times and, well, at this hour is this, this hour is this, this is this. That's you something know. you got to do, though. Yeah, I know quick, we so. do, but we don't. I need to know, you know what time we're going to be logged on and people are going to want to know what time we're logged yeah, on. I, I think we can log on or I'm going to go with 9 a.m. and try to do it. Probably. They used to run it, the live convention was like 9 to 5. Mm -hmm. And so like that makes normal sense. business hours like at the shows or the yep. local conventions. So I'll run it like that. Now we can, because it's virtual, if somebody's sitting there at 5 o'clock and they want to learn something, we're still talking yeah. to them at 8. That's great. We, yeah, we, we have not the ability a big deal. to do that. Yep. You know? And that's cool. We don't have to close and we're not being kicked out of a, an area. Because from what I understand, it's basically set your own time. Yep. And it's going to be worldwide, open yeah. to everybody. So there's different time zones and such. Sorry, English is the preferred language here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't help it if other if people that you know we mm -hmm. can't communicate. But... Yeah. With gaming, I'll tell you right now, me and you, we could go to any other country. Even if we don't speak the language and they put the pieces on the table and showed us, 
yeah. we would understand. Yeah. Most most gamers would get the basic yeah. gist, but because it's in in uh, the states here, I mean, you know, there might be people too from the UK. They're all gonna be. Yeah. Uh, that's the plus states. side of it being all day. That gives people who are six or eight hours ahead of us a chance to at least get on for a few hours. Yeah, because so. we do have a group that follows us over there in the UK, yeah. and they're a six-hour time difference. So, you know, if it, if we do a broadcast at four o'clock in the afternoon, it's ten at night for them. Yeah, you know? that's so. that that is the one drawback. I mean, I like the time you chose, but that is the one drawback that people over there are. Well, if we had enough interest, Clint, over there, and we do, we're starting to get uh, people yeah. from across the pond, which is great. Then what I could do is once a month, I'll just get up at I'll just get up at two in the morning, or four in the yeah, morning and do, do it uh, because yeah, I get up at four anyway. Not like we don't get up at four anyhow. Yeah, so I mean really, we could do that and um, yeah, that's a great idea because then that way they have a chance to be a part of it because it would be ten a.m. their time. Yep, so. that makes sense. That is something I was thinking about, but you guys can send in your suggestions on. The yeah, and if game com, what you'd like a, to see. We're yeah, definitely. Some. If there's a specific topic, especially, or even a specific game, we'd yeah. like to know. I'd, I mean, we're not probably going to be able to cater to everything, every game, but. We could cater to a lot, though. We can do so, a lot. Now, oh. Sunday, I know Sunday, I think, because I have to work Sunday, and you're working and Sunday. And I'm working Sunday, yeah. So, Ashley will be running it from around 9 to 11, those two hours while yeah. we're working. I'm going to let her do a thing on painting and basing. That's and a good idea. Put miniatures together. Yep. And people can just chit-chat with her. She's good about it. She already understands shading yep. and all this. So she's she's good to go. You guys would learn a lot. And yeah. uh, then when we get off work at 11, I don't know, Clint, you could swing by. and Yeah. We'll um, the, the wife and I want to do is at least like an hour on RPG stuff. Yeah. So, and... I wonder if it's anything like any other RPG discussion we have, it will be two hours of us telling stories of stuff our characters did. The crazy part the characters have done well, see, in there, game. There you go. I mean, because you're you're going to have, we don't know. Here's the thing, you guys. We don't know if there's going to be one person showing up or no. a thousand. We have zero idea yeah. who's going to stop by. We're booth number three, by the way. Number three, so you guys don't have to try to scroll too far the owners of it have number one so i think yeah so that that's a good sign i think that uh being number three is okay yeah i i think so i think we'll get traffic and we might get more than we would obviously we would might we'll probably get more than we would at normal convention just because normal convention is only here and it doesn't open it to the world yeah you know and but it's just a few thousand people that go to that convention. yeah i mean well, it's, i think that one point the comic-con one the most they ever had was like 12,000 people in a weekend. Well, they said Ill, there, so. they, they averaged at the, because what it was, you guys, it was held at a very ritzy Marriott hotel. This Marriott had spent, I feel like $7 million yeah, on a lot. It was a ridiculous amount of money. So fancy, fancy Marriott, and uh, big wigs from all over the country come out here for all sorts of things they do at the out of the airport, and... So they held it there, and it was like a $5 admission, I think. Yeah, it was reasonable. Three or five bucks. And then they would have a free hour where you could come in for an hour. But now it's going to be free because it's online. And it's going to be interesting because, yeah, they they, ha they would have several thousand people through the weekend. 
So mm -hmm. at least a couple thousand a day. Yeah. And those people are still going to show up online anyways, I think. Yep. Because you're going to have comic book dealers there. There's going to be people showing off their stuff and selling it. You're yeah. going to be able to buy stuff. From what I understand, I don't know how they're going to work that out, but... Orders and shipping, I would guess. Yeah, so, but the vendors can sell. We're not... We really, I don't think we'll have anything to sell. Maybe we'll, no, we might I'm, have some giveaway or something to do, but um, sell-wise, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't well, have a whole lot. Yeah, really. I, I don't. Um, We'd have to see, but you guys should check it out anyways, because the other vendors that are there are gonna have things too. And then, yeah, if you're primarily a video gamer, you're gonna want to look because a lot of your video games are based off of comics and other stuff. Yeah, right? exactly. So, um. For instance, you got The Walking Dead. That was based off a comic book, turned into a show, and then they made a game off it. So yep. Now you've got a board game off it, too, and you've also got a miniatures game. Yeah. So a lot of this stuff, I think, uh, if you look at the background, you'd find it kind of interesting, man. Yeah. Hmm? Hmm. But that's that's what we're looking forward to. So we'd like to see you guys there. and. Uh, what else did you want to talk about there, Clint? We haven't had a chance to do this no, in a long time. No, we haven't. Um, I want to get something off my chest real quick about Cyberpunk. Uh-oh. It's okay. not, not a bad thing. Just the the game dropped in December. It's now almost the end of January. So it's been over 30 days. And you know games are glitchy and games have problems. Yep. So what I would like to see in the news media is not someone dogging on CD Projekt Red or anything about... Oh, they're suing for this or they're this or that. How about you just, you know, look at the people who can play the game and look at the, the point of people are actually enjoying the game? Because obviously it can't be that bad of a game if people are playing it. Well, no. Well, and it depends, too. Some people are saying they're having such a bad time they can't mm -hmm. play, Clint. Some but are. Then, but then they're, and that's mostly on the newer consoles. So I noticed those people playing on the 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 consoles that were just before the release, you know, like yeah. your Xbox One and your PS4, it doesn't sound like they're having a bad a time no. as PS5 and, and Xbox X. I mean, I'm on Fallout 4 generation Xbox One. Yeah. Because I bought it as a Fallout 4 bundle. So whenever Fallout 4, so obviously it's not the first release of the Xbox One. It's certainly not the latest release. It's not the One X or the One S or the series yeah. or anything. And there are some glitchy areas, and there are a few frustrating moments of, like I told you about the one where it locked up on the story. And well, they'll probably correct you know, those as they find them. But I'm having a hell of a lot of fun playing the game. I mean, like I was telling you earlier when you got in the truck, I have that Russian gun that just obliterated a mech in one shot. I mean, just yeah. ten thousand points of critical damage is just insane. Well, but see, you're having but, fun, and yeah. you're not having much. You're having some glitches, like you yeah. mentioned earlier. Those are some minor ones, and I don't know, man. I mean, people are, are too quick to sue. They are, I think, and and it's the media is already full of negative, 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 well, negative. Of course, and that's I'm, what I'm, they sell. Yeah. If, if I'm looking at, I don't want to sit here. One, I don't read a lot of political posts anymore because it's all depressing. So when I want to look at gaming stuff, you I don't, don't want to, oh, we're suing because this didn't meet the investor's expectations. Funny, you're an investor. Screw you. You know what? It's a risk you took. Yeah, it's an it, investment. Is oh, well, they didn't tell us the truth, blah, blah, blah. It's still a risk. It's like you buying a lottery ticket or going to the casino. 
Does the casino reimburse you if you lose money because you're unhappy with the way the dealer dealt cards? No. Yeah, but it's a risk you take. It, I know it's not apples to apples, but close enough. It's it's just, if you're investing money in something, yes, you want a return on it. And yes, you are entitled to a return because you did invest. But don't expect it to go the way you think it's going to go, especially on taking a risk. Well, That's just common sense. It gets tiring to be what you were saying is, so there are positive things out there. Mm-hmm. And, and it would be nice if they actually reported on those. Uh, but that doesn't sell. No. Fear sells, crazy yeah. sells. So positive stuff on gaming. There's a lot of really good news in the gaming world these days. And yep. yet you'll find some on the internet, but you don't hear, the, about the only thing the news media does is bash games. Their games are bad. They make people do bad things. No, people are bad. People yeah. are inherently bad or going to inherently do bad things, and you're not going to stop that. It's not going to matter the music they listen to or the game they play or the movie they watch. If they're bad, they're bad. It's not, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's funny you say that, actually. What? So, in a role playing game situation, you have different settings. You yeah. your D&D, your fantasy, you get your cyberpunk, is cyber, sure. you know, future. You got your space, you got your whatever. So, most games have an alignment system, D&D especially. Mm-hmm. And it's your principles, it's it's what your character, you, you want your character to live by. How, how are they? Yeah. Are they. The, the true champion of justice and you know they're are always they do evil? right yep. are they just evil as all get out and you know are they middle of the road are they kind of mercenary where they've got their own yep. code and it's funny that in a role playing session when you get a good group going and you get people who are really into their characters livelihood we we ran a group once that was pretty much nobody was good there there was no all bad apples. They, they were, yeah. I mean, yeah, there you, were... You have those. You know, and I had a guy who his goal was to be evil. He, I mean, he wasn't disruptive. He wasn't... His character wasn't so bad that we couldn't do anything as a group. But if he had to shoot somebody to get the information, he just shot them and took what he needed. No regrets. Yeah. He, he just, that was his character. Now, this is also the same character who kind of turned good making a noble sacrifice at the end, whether he wanted to or not, but that's beside the point. It was still funny. But we've played groups where nobody was really good. And the interesting thing with that, and I've seen and talked to other people who games master, when you start either letting one or two players kind of be the bad guy or are even more BA than the bad guy... <laughs> Which is kind of funny because now you as a games master have to come up with a bad guy that's even more BA than they are. Because in some cases, the players are actually stronger or nastier than the villain. Yeah. And, you know, that happens in real life, too. Generally, there's always somebody worse than you. And you don't want to punish your player for playing their character the way they want to play their character. As long as it doesn't disrupt the storyline, sure. I personally don't have a problem with it. So we've had these these BA groups, and we've had ton of fun, but it does really kind of make everyone stop and think after a while, because the game actually only lasted a couple months, because everyone's like, you know, this is not really how we are, and it's really hard to imagine being this ruthless person. Yep, because you're not that way. You're just yeah. not that way. So everyone got to where they just didn't kind of want to play this way anymore, so we stopped playing the game for a bit, and we came back and did it different. But it was neat that everyone kind of got to experience that in this safe, imaginary setting. And all of them kind of started to realize this was fun, 
but now it's out of my system, and I, I yeah. don't, that's not how I want my characters to be. Well, in real life, and inherently, most people are good. Not all of them, but mm-hmm. the average person doesn't walk around wanting to steal, wanting to commit murder, wanting to do bad things. They're just They generally don't, you know, I mean, overall. Now, yep. that that's just the way it is, but with with the news like you were talking about in gaming, it would just be nice to see some positivity. But I no longer expect that I because no. I, I don't know, you know, so we try to bring out the positive stuff in gaming as much as we can. That gamers hangout we do is all about having fun and it's really taking yeah, it, off, it man. Is. And that's great. I'm glad we're really seeing a lot of interaction and people talking and, and everything else. So, no, I'm just resetting the clock. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I thought Clint was going to turn some music on. I'm like, what? We're in the middle of a podcast. But no, no, I just... So we're... Because we, you know... Well, we, we're we, here now. We had to get to waiting. the school, yep. so, you know, I don't want everything to shut off because I need to see what time it is. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, you um, kind of need that, but... I mean, like, with role-playing games, the point is you're playing the role of somebody else. You're not playing you. You can play as you. People have played as themselves, and most of the time people don't because, well, that's boring you already know who you are and really you're well, most people their lives aren't but, but that's the game of life that's that is the you game get of up life every day and role play right yeah so. so but like now we're we're gonna do cyberpunk red which i will never say anything bad about cyberpunk red because i love the rule system i am so glad they updated it i'm, I'm super you pleased ha- with you it. have that right Quentin? i you have, have read and we're and gonna start through it okay well i read through it but i because it's not much different from the original version, other than the timeline is updated, some of the stuff's different weapon-wise, but when you look at the core stats, the core gameplay, it's the same. Oh, okay. It, so it's the same. So it's you not a, know the system. No big learning no, curve. No, there's no learning curve at all if you know it. And it's a brilliant system. You literally have a D10. Okay. And if you do anything with your character, you look at your attribute, your skill... You roll a D10, you compare it to their attribute, skill, and D10, and you either succeed or you didn't. Now, damage, obviously you're rolling 2D6 for your weapons damage and stuff in combat, but that's that. But now, with red, and I'm I'm just going to touch on this real quick, they are incorporating a lot more with the cybernetics, like the blades, the mono whips, martial arts, and your cyberware combined. So it's a lot cooler. There's a lot of little things you can do that change up. Interestingly enough, too, you have to have certain requirements. You have to meet goals, and you have to have certain things to do stuff. Um, it's more, more in depth and more a little more realistic than the original version was. But you remember the original version came out in the '80s, so I, and it was brilliant back then. So I am very pleased with Red right now. Um, I can't say I have nothing bad to say about it, other than I don't have time to play it all the time. Uh, we're going to do character creation today. My wife was already coming up with her character, which she doesn't usually make a character real fast. D&D, she had an idea what she wanted and, and had a character quick. Red, she's got an idea for a character, and it's completely 100% different from her previous character. Of course, it's a different world, too. I, I mean, say that's a completely different setting, it's, really. Well, it's the same, set, same no. city, but it's 25 years later. No, well, and, well uh, that's what I meant. Is I thought you were talking about D&D. I'd say hmm. D&D... Imagination yeah, it's, and gaming it's different. It's going to be different than futuristic but gaming. Interestingly enough, the personality is going to be the same for both characters because she likes that personality, and the personality is awesome. I got to admit. So in D and D, her rogue character's personality was a combination between the two main characters in Mister Wright, which was Sam Rockwell and Anna Kendrick's character. And we had stories come out of that, and that is when 
you get quirky personality game story game ugh, quirky personality characters and the story arc where you create these awesome stories that you can tell over and over again to people who've never even played but they'll get into it yeah you know we can cool. we will be 30 40 years from now recounting the tale of the the beholder eye rolling across the dinner table in the embalming jar scaring the crap out of the guests that that tale will get told over and over again the the riffs campaign with jeb's character being a demon turning good inadvertently that story is still told and it's been almost 20 years there's just wow yeah you well, know that's, that's good story though it's there's just, just good it, it's they're good stories and that's what's great about the role playing and some of the elements and some of the crazy stuff that goes on you know i'm really looking forward to the story arc with red right now and it red takes place between cyberpunk 2020 and cyberpunk 2077 so some of the elements that i was able to show my wife in the video game so she had a really good idea what the city looked like um aren't there yet the, the, okay. what's so for those of you that know cyberpunk the arisaka plaza was nuked in 2023 and the video game explains to you why it was nuked even though that's not actually canon for the 2020 storyline but i'm okay with it in cyberpunk red that area is a giant crater Still, oh, okay. In yeah. Cyberpunk 2077, Arasaka has turned it into a memorial and built their corporation over it and has rebuilt that area even though it's a radiated cesspool. Because apparently that doesn't matter in the future. Yeah, apparently but, it doesn't. But, so, me walking my wife through Arasaka Plaza in the video game, other than me showing her the glass floor sections where you could see the ruined street below doesn't really give you the accurate setting for Cyberpunk Red because that is still this giant crater that's very irradiated. Now, in Cyberpunk Red, gangs and other homeless are starting to move back into the area, so they're setting up squatter camps and stuff like that. Okay. But the rest of the city is the rest of the city. None of it's really changed. Um, I've had to redo parts of the story arc because of the explosion. Because a part of our original 2020 story arc took place with us being in that section of downtown that was nuked. So then you're just going to skip forward those 50 years? I'm bringing it, no, 25 years, but, 25, uh, to the I'm current timing. But we're going to have new characters, but the same corporation. But the same corporation is not going to be the corporation it was in the 2020 game, only because it building was wiped out. Or it was, well, it yeah. wasn't wiped out, but it was destroyed. Well, you so change. They to had adapt. to change, yep. So the, the method they took to change it, it really screws with things. I love it. Uh, it's going to be brilliant. Interesting side note that they put in is there's no animals in 2077. All the animals were pretty much, because of the massive ecological disaster that befell the, the world, most of the animals died off. Now in 2020, the 2020 game books, there were rare instances where people still had pets or animals. Most of them were cybernetics or regrown, a la Jurassic Parky type thing, using DNA to clone. So I'm working it into red as right now. Some animals exist. Some people, rich people, have animals, have pets. My wife's character is going to have a pet, but it is actually a genetically created raven. So it's not a, it wasn't a naturally born bird, because there aren't any. So they created it. It was created in these one of these projects, and um, because 
my gaming group has played Cyberpunk so many times in the past. There's no point in having them create a brand new character who's never played, starts at zero level, has to go through. There's no point. They know the rule system. It would be boring for them. So therefore, other than Dave's son, who is going to join, I think he's going to join us, I will play him as the rookie, the new character, but the other two are allowed to play as veteran characters right out of the gate. Yeah. Because there's no reason not to. Well, they already know. They, they already know the world. They already know the rule system. So there's no point in, in boring them. So that just means we're going to start at high level. So in D&D terms, it's like we're starting at like 10th or 12th level at this point with a character who is unfortunately like 3rd or 4th level. Oh, but, no. Which will be kind of fun. I think that'll be cool it'll, to have be right, a newbie though. in the group. Sure. Uh, because Dave's son, if he does play, he's only played D&D. I mean, he's 15. So he's only played D&D. He's never played any other role-playing games, but he's always down there when we're gaming. He's always listening in on our game, so might as well include him at this point. And I think it'd be fun if he played as the newbie character with veteran characters. Well, he already has a background. He already so he has. Catch on, yeah. Really. So, well, you guys can see Clint loves the RPG. Yes. Stuff. See, so we'll be doing a section on that, too. Yep. I'm going to spend quite a bit of time talking about the old-school werewolf, which that stuff is slowly making a comeback. And I want to talk about the wanted to talk want to talk about some of the old games that are making comebacks not just Battletech for example there are others that are, are coming back there are even some relatively newer ones that went away that are coming back like uh, Firestorm Armada Yeah, it, it faded out there for a year or two but now another company has it and they're redoing it and it's looking awesome and it's a big ship battle game like you know X-Wing and Armada and stuff like that yeah, and X-Wing so, is another is another. That's a fun game, Clint. You got me into, and uh, we don't we haven't played very much lately, so we need to we need to really learn to learn yeah to get back to playing and. And that's why I think it'd be fun if we when we do our um, aerial games, where we'll start with the old Crimson Sky, which I'm waiting on one more miniature right now, and then I'll have enough that we can play. Okay. I just don't have the one min. Oh, move your arm. So you got. I forget. Where's my gloves? wonder what those went to. Here's the uh, character sheets for Crimson Skies. So that's what the original Crimson Skies looks like. Those are your, oh, wow. your plane stats. There's a lot on there's there. There's a lot on there. And the damage is kind of interesting because there's a template you lay over here and you fill this in depending on the weapon. So there's no dice to roll. Your gun does a certain damage. And I know you guys can't see this, but it's interesting because it's got a grid area that has all the plane's components listed, and there's a template depending on the gun the plane has. When you shoot at someone and you succeed, you place that template over and you fill in the squares that you see there. And if it starts interlapping into these other areas, then it's doing critical effects to those areas. Oh, okay. it's, it's an interesting rule system, and there's the cyberpunk character sheets. Those are their character sheets for red. That's oh, why they're wow. red. They're red, yeah. And they're three pages. They're, I love the new character sheets for red as well because the third page has literally a giant skeleton on it with all your cyberware. So you know exactly what cyberware you have and where. So and you can keep track of it all with you, this. You yeah. do, yep. So with this, but jumping back to Crimson Skies because I, I tend to wander a little, I figured we'd, we'd two planes each, we'd, we'd play just to run a combat mission until someone was shot down. Well, we're going to have time. Yep. So we got to work on that. And you guys, with the addition of going over to Twitch, that was done in order to expand the live streaming part on the shows that we do. 
and they're going to be a mixture. So you're you're going to see things like us doing an RPG game yep. one time. Maybe we'll do uh, a we World War II type of game at some point. Yeah, a board game. Then you're going to see. You know, Ashley does zombies, so I'm going to yep. set up so that she can get on there and, and interact with other. So it's going to be all sorts of gaming, including I mean, people like Among Us too, which started yeah. as a phone game. Yeah. So it's. It's going to give us an opportunity, and we'll see how it goes, because we're going to be in the, I can't remember exactly, I just set up yesterday, so it was, uh, I want to say the chat area. You'll see it like, uh, the, there's a little icon of a lady with actually a cup of coffee, and so it's like a chat area. Nice. And you'll see even the big time streamers like Shroud and a few of these others in there once in a while just chatting. Of course, they got, you know, 30,000, 40,000 followers yeah. at the same time, but... It's, it's an interesting part of it because otherwise we're not dedicated to just one game. That's yep. we, we can't do that because, honestly, we're, we're into... We, we don't yeah. play one game anyway. Yeah, we just don't play just one game. So Actually, We've even expanded to games that don't exist yet. <laughs> like that 30-minute missions. So I was going to touch on that too quick before you use gun and everything. Okay. So with... Bandai being the ones that own the Gundam model line. Well, Bandai pretty much owns Gundam, period. But yeah. they've got their model line. They put out that last year they started this little, their own mech line called 30-Minute Missions. And it's just these little four, right now, four universal body type mech suits that build the same way the Gundam models. So you've seen how posable those and Those are the ones you sent me Those earlier, are the ones I right? sent you. Yeah, photos. Okay. Ridiculously crazy. And now there's a lot more weapons packs. They've even got packs of explosions that you can put on them, and they've got these little stands that have like mid-air explosions, and there's like stuff that you can put in the gun barrels to look like it's shooting, and smoke coming out of the back of the bazooka, and really cool stuff. I mean, they're really expanding this line ridiculous. I did find out on YouTube today, somebody built an uh, a, a miniature game around it, and I was watching his how to play, and it was interesting what he did and how he did it, but like a lot of skirmish games there's a little it, it's a little too heavy rule involvement the easiest way i could say to kind of figure what he did is think BattleTech. so you, each character has a location you have to hit the location do damage to the location okay. that has its effect each character has this armor this weapon this gun might be configured this way it does this it's it's cool i like what he did i'm, I'm kind of impressed that he did it my concern is it's getting rules heavy at that point. You're, you're doing a lot of math. You're trying to calculate. Oh, and um, we have talked about this before, and, yeah. about simplifying. I just wanted skirmish, rules. and I wanted, like, World of Tanks level skirmish. You know, the World of Tanks miniature game skirmish. You got a movement rating. You got your close combat. You got your melee combat. You got your, your damage, how much you can take. You've got your, you know, your, basically your target number. You have each armor, each weapon, whatever, is a card that gives you a bonus weapons have range modifier and I'm taking and this is one of the things I wanted to discuss with you I got to thinking about with melee combat the the close hand-to-hand -hand combat stuff or the close combat uh, guns are gonna have a short medium long and stream range I mean that's just standard for most games you've got guns that can do that melee people were usually base to base or you know zero range or whatever and then uh, like a two inch or reach the interesting thing I've noticed a lot of games some don't cover or seem to lack is using ranged weapons as melee weapons. Well, I don't see because they're ranged weapons. They're ranged weapons, but, but you can still close, hit somebody with a rifle. Well, so, yeah, yeah, rifles are ranged so, weapon, but 
close combat. Right. Yeah. right. So okay. each gun is going to have a melee range component. Yeah. Being zero range, reach, what I call reach, which is up to, I think I'm going to make it like one inch or two inches. And then short, medium, long, extreme range. And then you'll have two hit modifiers based on the range. Yeah. So. There we go. That, uh. Um, so that's what I'm toying with on that. I'd like to take okay. that into consideration because there are some of the characters that might just have a pistol. You can well, still hit somebody with a pistol. Well, okay. yeah, Amelia. I mean, so what you need to do is sit down and figure out how you want to do your rules. Yep. Make your general rules up, and then we can put them then out we'll there for the play group. Test it. Play test it, yeah. I think we'll have we, to play test it Keegan's, though, because of the, he's got the larger table. And those miniatures, I mean, you're talking miniatures that are this big. Well, Keegan's is a long drive from you, Clint. A whole I know. That's, that's just terrible. I mean... Well, I, I might know, have block. to walk five minutes to get there. I mean, I just I, that's uh, that might be just too much stress. Yeah. I might have to may actually not drive. Even be five minutes. <laughs> it might <laughs> well, literally yeah, like around the corner and down the block. He but, has a basement where you can put a four by yeah. eight foot board up, yep. which works great on a lot of, and, and so you got to have room to do so, that too. Yeah, I think we could get a we could throw down a skirmish. Why not? And easily because i'm sure keegan would be down for it i mean it's just simple dice rules and you know you've got your cards you've got your stat sheets it's very simple straightforward you can customize your guy and that's what i like about it. you can as you've seen you can customize these crazy figures because every one of those guys i sent you a picture of is a base guy with stuff added to him oh. even the bazooka carrying ones you buy that you buy it as a kit but it's the base main character with these bazooka and these different legs in the bazooka and other components in the kit. So the, the those tank tracks on his feet, for example, are the tank tracks from the tanks I sent you. The bazooka comes in that kit, or you could get a bazooka like it in, a, in just an expansion pack. So they're just really cool little stuff. Uh, the armor packs, you've got so many different, and there's so much more coming for it. And, you know, anybody can use anybody's weapons. There is no reason you can't beat down an alien character and pick up his gun and start using it. No, that, that's so, the way it should be. You, you should know. be able to do that. And Well, you, you figure out how you yep. want to do that. And you guys, so we got things that we've been coming out and been doing. And sometimes you hear us talking. Maybe it's a little bit of time. But then they yeah. start coming out. So if uh, we'll have to end this because your daughter is Yeah, she's going to be out. out so quick. it'll probably be another five minutes for her. But... But um, so get if you like what you're hearing and give us some ideas because we've been getting ideas which we appreciate so feel free to let us know and um, Clint's gonna work on these rules because those mm -hmm. models are cool matter of fact you've been posting it to the group I, right? I not a lot I'm gonna start doing a little more Send, and remember to share it to the page yeah well some of it I loaded on the page first oh okay so but you guys can you guys can post to the page the actual Facebook page because there's two of them there's the page and then there's a group for the page so post to both when you guys post if you want because there's two there's different sets of people and that kind of spreads the word we actually yeah. have more people on that page there's like almost 2,300 yeah. and then the group we have a thousand we're heading towards 1,500 members so post to both and then let us know your ideas you know and then we'll we'll try and clint's gonna work on these rules yeah, i'm gonna work on these beta rules Max, and i think that'd be cool and i think i might put it out to some of the people in the group like tommy give them a copy of the beta rules because tommy's big into gundam 
anyway. Yeah. So I think this would be interesting to him. Have he, him play test it, and I want his feedback. Yeah, because he's he would be a viable. So yeah, why don't you put that in there when you're done? Put it in the group. Ask yep. people if they'd like to a copy to play test. Would you like to be a beta tester? Yeah, basically. That's yeah, that's what it is. I mean, it's your rules, so you yep. can you can stipulate they can't you know sell them or whatever. Yeah, but it's uh it'd be something you could get feedback on. Sure. Yep, that's I what know. I thought for sure. And this, I mean, these the like I told you before, these thirty minute mission figures they're 15 20 bucks a piece they're super cheap and everywhere any hobby store has them you can get them online you know, the the expansion pack i got the one weapons pack was six dollars six it's the cost of a starbucks coffee six bucks for the expansion pack and it gave me four melee weapons and four guns you just reconfigure how you want oh well for six bucks that's Those, worth it the bazooka dude his whole kit is $22. I say that looked pretty massive. Yeah, and I I mean I added a second bazooka and you know, I took the stuff that came with that kit, separated the bazookas, put them on his shoulder. Those backpack boosters, I paid 3.99 for, for those boosters that were on his back. Oh. They 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 just it's part of their expansion line. So it's so new. There's going to be more for it later. Of course, they're making money hand over well they're they're Bandai, they're making money hand over fist anyway. I mean, they're basically printing money the way it goes. But this line has taken off without it actually tying to any toy product, any story arc. I mean, they've got this little paragraph story of here's the humans, here's these little aliens that evolve, blue, 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 done. That's, that's it. There's no. But it's because Bandai is making it. Yeah. And so you've got followers of the Gundam series on it that are going to buy these models to have the models. So, yep. Period. And it's not a $40 kit. Yeah. Well, that's the kicker right there. So that's one you guys should check out and uh, yep. see. And so we're going to... So I'm going to push gonna that a lot, pictures. too. Yeah, if you can, put some pictures yeah. up there later. I'll, I'll later get more tomorrow. posted. I, I want to get some... Now that I've got built, I want to clear some space on the table and start setting up displays, combat scenes, and then photographing with the good camera. And like dioramas? Yeah, yeah, you could do that because... There's so many bases coming for these, so many display bases. Ironically, the display bases, I'm using the air quotes here, connect together to build a grid giant tile. In fact, right now you can buy these small little cityscapes really? that connect into a giant one, and they have these little the little holes with the clear pegs, so you can put your figures flying over the top of the city, fighting in the sky. So it's set up already. To it's be already set up for and diorama. everything is all the hexes on all the bases are universally the same size nice. for those miniatures. Convenient. Yep, it's a game coming with it. Yeah, I think that's point, the plan. At some point, they want to do a miniature skirmish into it. And if they do, great. That I'm all down for it. If, if not, it, you've got some rules. We've got our place. rules, yep. yep. And, you know, we have nothing. I mean, these guys are 30 millimeter. So, really, yeah. we have nothing, no games that are in 30 millimeter. No, because those gonna, are 15 and 28, yeah. respectively. I mean, well... Warhammer varies 28 to 40. Warhammer does, yeah. <laughs> Just because the but, model size varies for but, a tank or something, but basically that's 28 millimeter gaming and 28 millimeter scenery and yeah, so on. Yeah, so, so yeah. I mean, these, and I actually put, I compared them to CAV, and if you look at the buildings that come out with CAV, the little the stuff they put out with CAV, um, when you compare the 30 minute 
mission figure to the cav figure in terms of reality of, of scale that they're supposed to represent yeah. the cockpit for the 30 minute mission figure is the same size as the cockpit for the cab figure which means a human is the same size in both games now oh, the okay. the 30 minute miniatures they're supposed to be five and six story max that's what a gundam is a giant freaking mac cab is not giant max it's one and two story max it's it's big walking robots versus giant japanese robots in this case but so all their terrain pieces their cargo containers their their um power stations, their little fortification, their bases, technically the scale is correct for those miniatures. Hmm. So you could use some of the cav, and cav is 12 millimeter, 15 millimeter? Can't um, remember what scale cav is. 10 or something like no, that. No, cav is a little bigger. Is it it's bigger? bigger than Battletech scale. Hmm. Um, okay. Not much. So, well, we well we'll I'll do some photos with some of the yeah, cab get some terrain. Yeah, photos and put it up there and, and, and like let them I've know. got a bunch of cab shipping containers. I'll do some photos with them around the shipping containers, and them with a cab, and you'll kind of see what I mean. But you'll notice because in the the thirty minute mission stuff, it's the mech the pilot sits in the chest like in the Gundams. Okay. All right. Yeah, Evie's coming, so we should probably. All right, you guys, we're gonna let you go. Yep. His daughter's coming out of school, but. Uh, you follow us on Twitch there and on all the channels, and we'll see you guys later. Yep. Dad, no.